Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Is it time to break up with feeling stressed out? Get your free, calm and collected audio to make you feel like you've taken a mini vacation in under seven minutes a day. Head to www.livingfabulously.com forward slash calm and collected. You'll find the link in the show notes. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today I'm so delighted to introduce my guest Clayton Anger who is just the most beautiful human being I've met in a long time. Welcome Clayton. Oh, thank you, Bev. That's so beautiful. It's it's fabulous, ironically, to be here. So thank you for having me. And so let's start off with you telling me about yourself and what it is that you do. Okay, so um, my full name is Clayton John Anger. I am an award-winning author of The Ego's Code. I'm a, a spiritual teacher. I'm a speaker. And I also run a, a corporate consultancy, so I spend a lot of time within corporate actually taking a lot of things we're going to talk about into work with, work with leaders in business to help them to live a stress-free life and a fabulous life as well. Mm, fantastic. So how would you describe your own journey? Wow, that's such a great question. Um, well, if I go back to I'm – gonna, I'm going to go back to my 20s. Um, in fact, a little bit earlier than that, I wasn't particularly uh, academic in school. You know, I, I was good at certain things and the things that I was good at, I excelled at. Um, and I went to night school and studied at night school, uh, two evenings a week for two years. Uh, and then I actually went on and, and trained to be an accountant. And it was really interesting when I look back because I was an accountant and tax consultant working for Deloitte's but actually didn't fulfill me in any way. Um, and I originally, if I look back, I, I joined the professions because I thought that actually um, I would make some money. I would make, you know, I, I, if I could become a great accountant or a great partner, you know, I'd make money. And my, and my drivers were all very skewed in my early 20s. And it was very interesting. I was working with, a, with a, one of our corporate clients the other day, and I, and I met um, one of the participants ahead of time who I've known for a while. And I said, hey, you know, how are you doing? I hear you're doing really well. And, and he just said to me, he said, yeah, I'm doing really well. You know, Clint, it's all about the money. You'll get that. You run your own business. It's all about the money. And I thought, well, actually, no, it's not. My values are so different now. And, and the work that I do now is it has very different drivers and motivators. So I, I left the professions because I was unhappy. And, you know, and, and it was at a time when, I left the professions. Uh, I divorced my first wife. Um, I ran up, you know, nearly, you know, six figures worth of debt. I piled on so much weight. I was nearly 252 pounds. Um, I denied my spiritual path and everything in my life in one year all literally seemed to collapse. 
and 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 when I look back at that time as well, there was um, a few years before that I had been under the doctor with depression and stress, and I thought, you know, all these things must be happening for a reason. And, and so a, a path and a journey began about really wanting to explore my own negativity, my own levels of stress that I was experiencing, and and how my life outside of me was being reflected outward from within me and so the journey began and, and and it's been an exciting journey and it's a journey which you know I would not change if I fast forward to now um, I'm married to an incredible woman called Lindsay she's my my twin flame my soulmate my honey baby lovely gorgeous sexy girl we run a very <laughs> successful consultancy um, uh, I uh, you know I'm fit I'm healthy um, I've embraced my spiritual path and I, you know, when I'm teaching all over the world, you know, I'm, I'm going to Canada in, in, in December, I'm in New York in November, I'm speaking in the UK in, in September, I'm even going to be doing some things in Australia in January. So this, it's just an incredible, incredible journey. And, but when I look back, would I change anything? No. I wouldn't change anything, but what I would have done differently was that I would not have ignored the messages that have come through through my negativity and the stress and the messages through the stress that came up in my life, and um, because we can become so consumed in it, you know, how do we actually get out of it? And the journey of the ego's code, which is my book. And all the work that I do around that in for people in their personal life and mind, body, spirit, and also in the corporate environment began with a meditation. And I woke up one morning and I was literally felt this urge to go to Stonehenge. And and I and I my wife was in the US and she'd always wanted to go to Stonehenge, but I, I got up and you know and I just went and I sat in meditation. And when I sat in meditation, it was throwing it down with rain. And I just had one, you know, three words come through, uh, the ego teacher. And then what flowed from that is that we experience negativity for a reason. And that spiritually negativity is not negative and it's there to serve us and help us. And now in my talks and in my work, I say to people, I said, look, if you can imagine the energy it takes to put a rocket into space, and if I said to you, you had that same energy trapped within you in your lower three energy centers, and and I said to you that you can use that same energy which is trapped in the negativity, then you can use that as a fuel for success. You know, would you like to know how to do that? And and everybody says yes. And there's a just one final thing. There's um, I talk about you know we've heard many many times people talk about we experience sixty thousand thoughts a day on average. And, you know, the majority of them are repetitive and about 80 to 90 percent of them are negative. Well, OK, that's fantastic. And then people say to me, well, we should be careful what we think. And yet, if I'm careful what I think and I want to think positively, positive thinking actually doesn't work. It actually just heightens the level of stress that we have. So even though we know better, why don't we do better? Um, and so I became... Uh, I'm going to say obsessed about this and started to research it uh, from a psychological perspective, from a neurological perspective, from a spiritual perspective. 
um, to the point where my book, The Ego's Code, was born and, and the work that I do now in for, with people and corporate um, has evolved. Mm, it's a fascinating journey. So I guess that whole stress that you described there was sort of inherent in not only like you say your outward life reflected all that negativity inside of you so mm. what do you believe are the early indicators of the impact of stress in your own life wow um so my body is fantastic and you know and and the reason i say my body is fantastic is because it communicates with me two to three weeks ahead of a stressful event and 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 i know that that's that's the I've learned to work with my body I've learned to work with my environment and I've learned to observe what's going on within me and around me because we're getting feedback all the time but the challenge in modern world is that we become so consumed in doing that we actually take our focus off of who we are so for example you know I do a lot of work with energy and the fact that my body is telling me two to three weeks in advance of a stressful event, if I can pay attention to what's going on in my body and listen to my body as opposed to dismissing it as we've been conditioned, it means that we must be more energy than physical matter. And neuroscience and quantum physics are actually now proving this. So I get early on on signals from, from my body. So I'll have pains in my lower left hand part of my back. I'll have pains in my left shoulder. Um, I'll have pains in my left leg. And interestingly, it's all, it tends to be all down the left-hand side of me. And that's not imbalance for one of a better within the physical body. That's my body communicating to me that there's something not quite right or how I think it should be. And then from those indicators in my body, then the thoughts start to go in my mind saying, and they tend to be negative thoughts which can keep me up at night and and then I start to think about those. And so the important thing that I do is I give them a voice. Um, but we'll talk more about that. I know we're going to talk more about that. But it's about paying attention to you. And so I always get triggers from my body and then through my thoughts and then through my negative feelings. And then it will then show up in my environment. And those tend to be the four patterns um, that will show up in my life. And I've learned now to identify and act when it shows up in my body before it gets to my thoughts um, and then before it gets to my feelings and then before it actually physically gets to my environment. Mm, so it's sort of like an early warning system and if we pay attention, then we can actually use that information to shift course and you know alter the outcome rather than going like deep down into the impact of stress. Exactly, and and but the challenge that we have in society, okay, this is the biggest challenge for me, that you know, and this is this is my mission, is that we've been conditioned to ignore it. We've been conditioned to say when we have those negative thoughts, we have those negative feelings. We, oh no, we have to be strong. We have to put on this front. We have to persevere. We have to push through, um, and all that does is escalate. Because what actually physically happens in the body is that we, we go from low beta brain waves to medium beta brain waves to high beta brain waves. And when we're in high beta, we're in high stress. Then we become into then we go into survival and we actually can't think straight. We can't act straight. And I talk about in my book something called the ego's playground. And when we're in high beta brain waves and high stress, you know, 
the ego then you know really has it really goes to town so the negative thoughts then kick off the negative feelings then kick off it feels like a spiral like we're spiraling out of control so the way in which that you can deal with this is the very the very very first thing you have to do is have awareness because when we experience negativity of any kind what's happening is is we are being triggered back to the past and we're actually reliving the past in the here and the now. So we're actually not present at all. So not only are we experiencing high beta brain waves, our body is flooding our body with chemicals that actually don't serve us. And at the same time, we're reliving the past. So the first thing they have to do is to breathe. So um, and just because what breathing does, it actually calms the body and calms the mind. And then what you then do is you then start to raise your awareness and you say, you know what, I'm experiencing fear right now. I'm experiencing anxiety right now. I'm experiencing stress right now. What is, and, and just that awareness, what that does, it creates presence. So it actually drags us back from the past and in, back into the here and the now. And when we experience that presence, the important thing then to do is to, and this is often the most difficult one, is to acknowledge it and to give it a voice. And we don't live there, you know. What I do is I grab a notebook and you know and a journal, and I do what is called automatic writing. So I'll connect with the fear. Okay, okay, what what's going on with this fear? What is it that you need to tell me for five minutes maximum? Because I don't want to live there. I just want to get the energy moving. I want to get the energy out. And so there's lessons that will come from that. Then what happens is then I express gratitude for that for that for that like feeling experience and people may be listening thinking, what you know i'm in high stress you want me to experience gratitude no you what you need to do first is you need to acknowledge it you need to get the energy moving get the energy out through the writing because that within within the lymphatic system in the body that also moves energy out of the body and then express gratitude because the energy would have moved and what that does is that then locks you into the here and the now and prevents you being triggered back to the past and then you then, the third piece is then going to act. You know, what action do you want to take for your highest good? What is the action you want to take in alignment with your values and who you are as a human being and, you know, what's important to you? And so those are the, the various steps that I will take. They are the steps that the people who I mentor and coach, those people that I work with in, in, in different environments, these are the, the actions that they start to take. Beautiful. You know, you mentioned about having the negative thoughts and sometimes we can get locked in and stuck in that. So when we consumed with those or, you know, sometimes we've got a pattern of this where we get stuck and, and I'm just wondering how we can fix those type of things. The best thing to do is to acknowledge it. Okay. Because if I said to you that those thought patterns are just energy, and all and all energy can be ch can be changed, can be transmuted into something that serves us, as opposed to keeps us stuck in the past. So every time someone is experienced experiencing this spiral effect of negativity, what we need to do, and it will take a few a few attempts, is you just you need to give it a voice. And you know sometimes with my clients, you know I would take them out into a field and we we give them a voice. They have a bit of a rant and a rave. Sometimes I'll tell them they can punch a cushion, you know, because you just need to get the energy moving. And the challenge that we can have in society is we make this bad. And all that's happening is is that this is a communication from you to you 
that something is not quite right or how you think it should be in your life. And the reason it escalates and spirals out of control is because you're not listening. And it's like if you imagine a two-year-old that's trying to get attention or a three- or four-year-old that's trying to get attention, if you ignore the child, it starts to escalate, starts to throw its toys at the pram even more, and then it escalates and then it escalates and then it escalates. And this is ultimately what's happening. And so we need to give ourselves attention. And we don't need and, – and, and the thing is this. For me, it's not about – you don't make it – you never make it bad and you never make it wrong because this is you telling you that there's something that you need to pay attention to. And then when you acknowledge it and then when you say thank you and then you express gratitude that you actually start to change your energy, you actually start to calm down. And what happens is through breathing, and I also do a lot of meditation, which we'll talk about in a second, the mind, the, the beta brain waves start to calm down. They go from high beta down to medium beta, down to low beta, then switch to alpha. And then when they switch to alpha, that's actually when you're in peak performance. And and that but you know, if you're in high stress, you can't create, you can't think, you can't so it's like giving acknowledging it, giving it that voice. You know, if you like if you're sitting up in bed at night, have a journal next to the bed. Rather than sit there, you're, if your head is racing around, have a journal. Write down what is racing around in your head. Get the information out. And rather than beat yourself up, you know, my beautiful wife says to me, you know, uh, pull yourself into your common sense corner. A number of my clients now have a common sense corner. Just go and sit with yourself in the common sense corner and say, look, you know what? You know, this isn't working for me. This relationship or this job or this situation um, or my health and my well-being is not working for me because for you need you when you change your energy your life will change and so it's really important to realize that we can change our energy in the moment and you know if I said to people who are experiencing high stress stand up now look at your ceiling and roar like a lion right and, you know, and then put a big smile on your face and then try to be depressed or try to be angry. You can't because your body is upright. Your body is in this, you know, in this state of certainty and power. And it's very difficult in that state. So if we can change our state of being in that moment, we can do it at any time. But you've got to give this negativity a voice. Yeah, I'd love to see someone roaring in the corporate office. That would be awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, they do do that. They do that. <laughs> I've heard roaring of a different kind, but, yeah, I'd love to hear somebody getting their power oh, back in terms of, you know, sort of lifting their own energy. And so, Clayton, you mentioned about action in align with your values. So then what does it mm. take to be true to oneself and how do our values play a role in this? So the first thing is is – I do a lot of um, – one of the things that I do is I'm also, also a shamanic practitioner. And within shamanism, I work with the runes. And there is a rune called Rado, which looks like a big, giant, letter, capital letter R. And what Rado is all about is about right, honorable decision-making. And I, and I will often say to clients who work with me, and I say to them, look, every decision that you make needs to be for your highest good. And when you make decisions for your own highest good, if someone doesn't like what you say or what you do, that's their stuff. And what we don't do is we don't 
um, do something to compromise because we think that we should. The second we do that, we actually are compromising ourselves. And the second we do that, we judge ourselves. And once we start to judge ourselves, we lose all ability to impact our life and influence our life. So, and, and I will often say to my daughter, so look, you know, we have our garden at the back of the house and your friend Natasha has her garden. And what you can do is you can invite somebody, you can invite Natasha into your garden to play. If she doesn't want to come, then that's okay. We just need to make that okay. But what we don't do is we don't do something which we think we should. So coming back to values, every time we make a decision for our highest good, we are automatically, ironically, making a decision for somebody else's highest good. So when, if you think about what is important to you, so if you think that health is important to you and you value health, then what you then need to do is look at your behaviors. And if your behaviors are congruent to the value of health, then what happens is, is that you have what is called integrity. It's when the opposite actually happens. So if I value health and you know I stay up really late at night watching TV and I eat junk food and I drink too much coffee or I don't, you know, I don't exercise um, or, you know, I don't take care of myself, then I'm incongruent to the value that is health. So my invitation to people who are listening is say, right, write down your values. And if you don't know what your values are, then in my book, there is a very powerful values elicitation exercise, which will take you about 30 to 45 minutes. And, and it's all centered around behaviors. And it's all centered around, you know, what is really important to us in life and what makes our heart sing. So what I would invite people to do is this, is write down what, you know, what they think is, is their values or what they're important to them. That's column one. Column two, for each thing that they that they write down, they write down what their behaviors should be or would be if they honored that particular value every single day. And then column three, write down their behaviors that they currently demonstrate. And then column four would be the gap and the difference. And then what you start to do is you start to change your behaviors because as you change your behaviors what's actually happening is is that you start to change um the neurology in the body so you start to change you rewire the brain so neuroplasticity has said that we can actually unwire and rewire our brain and 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 science is now proving that and and then psychology is also now proving that when we actually start to make decisions for ourselves then actually we then start to make more and more decisions for ourselves. And as we make more and more decisions for ourselves, we actually become happier because we then are taking our power back and we become we feel powerful. And when we feel powerful, we're living our values. And as we live our values, we become more powerful and our energy changes and we actually spend more time in those alpha brain waves, which would then enable us to, to live with even more joy. And then we start to see our life outside of us changing and we get feedback from outside of us. And you'll get feedback immediately. And just to give you a quick example, I, um, and it's, it's a story I, I love, because which is why I use it a lot. Um, I, a very, very good friend of mine is a lady called Diane Hunter. She's based in the US. And Diane was in Switzerland and we were at, a, Lindsay and I, my wife, were at an event in Switzerland and Diane said, hey, would you like to come and play with some horses? Because Diane's in the question. And they said, yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Never done anything like this before. So Diane 
found this local farm which had horses and a ring and she'd never met these horses before and she literally went into this ring and these horses were literally dancing for her and it was just mind-bogglingly brilliant and then what happened she then invited me into the ring and I thought hey you know what this is going to be cool the horses are going to come to me I'm going to play with the horses the horses moved away and then they, and every more the more I tried to push it and move towards it towards the horse the horse moved away and then Diane said to me she said what are you what fear are you experiencing and then and in that moment I thought I'm not experiencing any fear and she said no no pause close your eyes and just breathe and just go inward it was just masterful the way she did it and I just went inward and I realized I was experiencing fear and 12 months prior to being in the ring um, our daughter Isabel had fallen off a horse got went, gone underneath the horse got trampled and broken a leg and I realized I was sort of like experiencing this fear so in that moment I just did the process that I shared with you I raised the awareness to it which brought me back into the here and the now I acknowledged it and expressed gratitude for that fear and then and then guess what the horse came to me mm. and I've got goosebumps oh, just wow. telling you and we have this feedback we're getting so much feedback around us and the challenge is we resist the negativity we push back against it we don't think that we should be living it and experiencing it if it's showing up in your life it's showing up reason just surrender to it give it a voice allow the energy to move through you as opposed to stuffing it down or trying to hold it back because the more you resist the more it's going to persist and so just allow it to come up allow it to express itself and then watch the magic unfold and if, if people want you know there's there's 16 exercises in my book the ego's code which will help people to release this negativity to deal with the stress that's in their life you know they don't need to be living it mm, that's perfect so that's a great segue for you to tell us more about your latest <laughs> book the ego's code please clayton uh, thank you. So the ego's code is all about understanding the truth behind your negativity. You know, when we experience you know those those extreme thoughts of negativity, those those behaviours, there is a reason for it. You know, over my own life, when there when I've had hardships, challenges, pain, when I've been depressed, I've looked back and I've realised that there is a pattern, and there's often a sequence. And the sequences and the patterns are often repeat over and over again. And so what I realized was that when I identify these sequences and the patterns, they actually form a code, which is why I call my book The Ego's Code. And it's about, my book is all about helping you to decipher your code so you live an ego-free life and a negativity-free life. And, you know, and it's, if it enables you to stop sabotaging your success. And, and people who have read read my book, and, and it's now available in hard in paperback. It's it's uh, the audio book has just come out, which is available on Audible. Um, it really does. People have said it's this beautiful balance between spirituality and neuroscience and psychology, and all the exercises are geared within it to enable you to really look at you, understand you, and really and, and understand what's important to you and and we talked about values and there's a there's a big values elicitation exercise in there which really enables you to get clear on what your top four to eight values are but not just about understanding what they are but living them every single day so that you can live with more joy so a very good friend of mine says that you know you can change your life through pain and anguish or you can change your life through joy and happiness, you know, and, and my invitation to people would be, you know, 
buy my book. Um, there's also is you know there's also an amazing meditation that goes with it, which I recorded with a guy called Barry Goldstein. And people just rave about the meditation because it's called the Ego's Code Meditation. And one lady just quickly, she emailed me and said, I want to thank you for the Ego's Code Meditation. She said, because I was experiencing extreme negativity in my life. There were so many problems that were going on with family members telling me what to do, my boss telling me what to do. She said, I sat with the Ego's Code Meditation. I did it every single day. Um, for a week to 10 days. And she said it was the one thing that got me through because it releases the energy. It helps you. It empowers you to be who you are in this world. So the combination of the book and the meditation is, is, a very, is very, very powerful. So thank you for allowing me to share that. And um, Clayton, what are your tips for living fabulously? Oh, living fabulously. Um, you know, no matter where we are in our life, you know, whether we're having extreme challenges or, or experiencing extreme joy there will always be things in your life which which fulfill you make you happy you know and and for me like yesterday i had the absolute extreme joy of going out into nature with my daughter and we you know her grandpa passed away um a few months ago and they used to go to this very special place just the two of them in nature and she wanted to share that with me so you know spending time with people who you love um Going out into nature, nature is very healing and very cleansing. So going out into nature and you know and, and experiencing you know the joy and the wonderment of nature. Um, finding a really really good book, you know, to really change your energy in the moment and to change your focus in the moment. Put on your favorite music. My wife and I were recently in Marbella on holiday, and you know I've created a Marbella mix of all my favorite music. And I just put it on the house and I put it on the car and, you know, and I would, and I would dance with it. And so if I'm having a really you know, tough few moments and I'm having to deal with some difficult clients or I'm having some challenges in my own life and I've just put that music on, it changes my state, changes my, my brainwaves and then enable And then I, f- I feel more empowered to take the right course of action for me. Mm, sounds great. Yes. I love music too, to shift my mood and yeah, the world feels better when you're dancing around in your kitchen. <laughs> It really, really does. It really does. Sometimes I've got when I when I travel to a client, I look out my window in my car, uh, and people are looking a little bit, you know, down and depressed, a bit grumpy, and they see me just dancing away in my car. Be that person, you know, dance like nobody is watching, you know, <laughs> sing like nobody is listening. And if the world is watching, and you know, and uh, then that's fantastic. If the world is listening, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> be free. Let yourself go. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find Clayton John Anger at his website. It's www.claytonjohnangerarnger.com. And Clayton, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I feel so inspired about this whole thing that. Negative thoughts are just simply messengers. That's really, and if we pay attention to those through our body, we can really actually make a difference to our lives and and not live in that stress state. And I loved how you talked us through that process of, you know, take a breath to get calm, bring up to awareness of what you're experiencing now acknowledge the negativity and give it a voice and you gave us some great tips for doing some automatic writing for five minutes and getting that energy moving or you know roaring like a lion at the ceiling that was a great example 
And then I love the expressing gratitude. So it's sort of like this moving through the sort of um, whatever's happening and getting yourself locked into the positive state and the here and now. That whole thing of taking action in line with your values. And I love your wife's statement about putting yourself in a common sense corner and then having the time to make those right honorable decisions that are right for you and behave, you know, in congruence to what you actually value. So thank you so much for being with me on the show today. Thank you for having me. It is honestly, it has been absolutely fabulous. And and I really hope the listeners get some real benefit out of what we shared today. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.